0: My friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, and I am actually recording this podcast episode Tuesday evening, so the evening before it goes live to your feet. And I'm just cozied up in my office. I always kind of like painting you a little bit of a picture of what my space looks like and kind of how I'm feeling and what my day looked like. Um, I'm just really excited to be sitting down. I honestly feel like I'm still kind of settling into the new year and, you know, when my friends have texted me over the past couple of weeks and checked in on how I've been doing, how I've been feeling, how my new year has been going, those are kind of the words that I have been using, is just that I am still kind of feeling as though I'm settling into this new year, and I know that has resonated with a lot of my friends and people that I've been chatting with, so I thought I would just share that with you and kind of point out that If you're still also feeling like you're just settling in and still needing time to settle into this new year, just know that you can take all the time that you want and you don't have to subscribe to the feelings or the messages that so many of us are receiving right now and that are being put out into the world that... We need to be doing all of these things and launching all of these things and you know I think that's very much the energy that comes along with the new year. Um, While we were going through December and the Christmas season I know I was talking a lot about rest and the importance of rest and just encouraging you to honor your body's innate wisdom if it was pulling you towards a more restful state throughout December and these winter months. And I guess I just want to remind you that just because the holiday season is over and we've entered a new year, that does not mean that you know, everything that I said about rest just goes out the window. I do want to just make a point of reminding you that we're still very much in this winter season and it is our, literally our innate desire and just what is naturally supposed to happen for us to slow down and really enter this slow season of our life so if you feel kind of like caught up in these new messages about well they're not new messages we hear them every single year (laughs) but if you're feeling a little bit caught up or overwhelmed with the messages that happen during this time of year and I even feel like the energy. I feel the energy shift with every new year. I think it just comes with people setting goals and, you know, starting new things, starting new projects or programs or whatever it is. And I just wanted to name that and let you know if you are not Feeling called to do all of these new things, and if you are still very much feeling like you need to be in this restful season of your life, then I encourage you to honor that because I am right there with you. I am very much still, and I have no plans on leaving this place of honoring my rest so deeply, but yeah. I kind of actually want to talk about a topic today that kind of relates to this just um, in the sense that how the messages that we receive on social media or whatever it is, how it can really create some internal conflict and a lot of Confusion for us. So, as I mentioned at the end of 2022, as we were approaching the end, I kind of gave you all a heads up that my intention for this podcast, like it's not going anywhere, but um, something that I did learn, and I always like kind of reflecting back on the past year whenever we enter a new year. And I always like reflecting back on maybe some lessons or some takeaways from that year and kind of looking at this new year and asking myself, okay, how can you know I take what I learned and integrate that into this new year? And a big takeaway for me from 2022 was your enthusiasm and support and just like overall positive response to my solo podcast episodes like I can't thank you enough. So many of you reach out to me every single time I do a solo podcast episode and just let me know how deeply it resonates with you. And so that's something that I'm kind of like taking away from 2022 and bringing with me into this new year is I'm listening to you and I'm listening to what you have to say and I really just so appreciate you so much. So with that, with all of your positive responses and stuff in this new year, you can expect so many more solo podcast episodes from me. It's one of my favorite things to just sit down with my microphone and jam out on a topic for you. And a lot of the topics that I cover on the show when I do these solo podcast episodes are going to be from your questions so just before we get started, I do want to just bring your attention down into the show notes because I have left my email there for you. And if there's something specific that you're like, oh man, I really wish Meg would talk about this, or you just want me to answer a question for you, or you know, you want my thoughts about something, anything like that, you can directly email me at hello at magdahl.com. I just love hearing from you. And you know, today's topic, it's a question slash topic that I'm really excited to expand on, but it does come from a direct message that I received on Instagram back in December, I suppose. And that's just something that I want to also put out there is I love connecting with you all on Instagram, but I will just remind you that email is by far the best way to get a hold of me. Like if you ever want to reach out to me about working with me, email is absolutely the best way because Instagram is funny. I get so many DMs and you know, I, I never want to let your dms get lost but sometimes I just can't keep up with the amount of dms that I get and so um yeah just kind of reminding you that you know if you do have a question for the podcast or you do like want to reach out to me and guarantee a response back then definitely um emailing me is the best way to go about that but Okay, so today's topic is about food, and I'm really excited to talk about this because this question that I got from someone in our Instagram community, I had actually posted a picture of my dinner, and I kind of, you know, talked a lot about Fueling yourself and just honoring your body, and I it was a whole you know, sometimes I just go on and on and on because I just feel kind of inspired about talking about some sort of thing. But, um, one of you reached out to me and asked me the following so her message goes how did you decide what was good food for you and she puts good food in quotation marks so how did you decide what was good food for you I'm struggling with this right now because there is so much information out there and I don't know what is real or not if that makes sense and I had to message her back because Absolutely this makes sense. <laughs> um I always remind my clients about how much they make sense. You know, I think we describe things so often, you know, if you're working with a practitioner or just like this individual who messaged me on Instagram and we can kind of like throw these ideas or struggles out there. And then we kind of think, Ooh, does that even make sense? And I'm honestly constantly reminding my clients that yes, that makes sense. And there's probably no kind of, um, thought around food that, you could bring to the table. And, you know, I've either had it myself before, or I've supported a client through it before, but most often than not, like I have personal experience with that. And, you know, for this gal who messaged me about just feeling really like she's struggling with knowing how to actually fuel her body because there's just so much conflicting information out there. Um, I totally get that. And I hear that all the time from my clients, people I have discovery calls with. Like that is such a common place of struggle for so many women that I speak to. So when I received this Question. I thought this would be the perfect topic to expand on in today's podcast episode. So I'm just going to dive in. So her message clearly states that she's struggling with knowing what food to eat because there is so much information out there and she just doesn't know which information is real or not. And I totally get it. There is absolutely so much information out there. And so that's kind of where I want to go first with my response to her question. So I'll answer back with a question is where is like the source of the conflict coming from? So where is the source that is causing you to feel so confused around food. So, for an example, is it every time you log on to Instagram that you feel more and more confused around food? Or maybe it's another social media platform, or maybe you listen to so many different health and nutrition related podcast episodes that you just feel so confused around food and that's adding to the struggle and the confusion. Or maybe it is that all you ever do is read books about diets and nutrition and health and maybe it's the fact that like these books are causing you to feel like you have information overload and you just don't know what is right, what is wrong, and how you should eat. So That's why I want to answer with that question back is where is this source of conflict coming from? Because that is going to be something I want us to look at. Because if, let's use Instagram for an example, because I know that is something that has been like big for so many of my private coaching clients is Instagram. Like they'll follow a lot of, well-intentioned accounts or even just like really awesome accounts but you know when you're logging on to this app every day and then you're getting fed all of this different information and absolutely not everyone has the exact same views or take on food right someone can be telling you that oh I don't know um Uh, gosh literally any food like there is like any food can be controversial right um like you could hop on google right now and convince yourself that kale is the healthiest food on the planet or it is the least healthiest food or eggs are the healthiest food on the planet or the least healthiest food right like there is truly so much conflicting information and that's why I need you to look at where are these sources of conflict and what is adding to this feeling of you feeling as though you don't know what to eat because we need to look at that and actually ask ourselves, okay, like if this is what's causing some of my struggle or adding to my struggles like do I actually need this thing in my life so for an example um, Instagram was definitely one of those things for me in the past like I used to follow so many different food accounts and health accounts and stuff like that and when you're just getting bombarded with all sorts of different health information it can be extremely overwhelming and confusing as I've been saying and so you know that might be an opportunity for you to either totally delete Instagram and just not use the app anymore but I do understand that you know there are probably some accounts on Instagram that you genuinely enjoy interacting with every day you genuinely enjoy their content and it's not adding to that overwhelm for you. So, I would recommend then if you do want to stay on Instagram and be using social media and stuff like that, you can unfollow or just even mute the accounts that you feel are giving you this information that's just so conflicting. Because the cool thing is, is that like you have control over what type of content you consume. I know Instagram, you know, is adding like people we don't even follow to our feeds. But I mean, we do to an extent have control over the type of content that we're consuming. So, you know, if you're following a handful of people that on a daily basis are adding to this confusion around food for you, I would absolutely unfollow them or just simply mute them if you don't want to, like, give them an unfollow. And the same thing goes for podcasts and books. Like, I used to read so many books and I used to listen to so many podcasts about food and nutrition and I mean honestly it's exhausting but it can also add to that confusion that so many of you feel around food so that's kind of like step one is looking at the source of conflict and then asking yourself okay what can I do with this and how can I you know maybe get rid of this or just like remove it from my life so it's not adding to this constant state of feeling like you don't know which way to go basically with food. The next thing I want to put out there and remind you of is that your body knows exactly what it needs in order to feel its best. So we can have all of this information around like I just want to remind you that you know I studied nutrition and dietetics I have a degree in dietetics so my background is in foods and nutrition and there was a point in my life where I felt like oh my gosh I have so much information about food in my mind and I just thought it was kind of like why did I do this to myself? Like this is so overwhelming and I have so much information about food and I kind of regretted it, but I don't feel that way anymore. And the really amazing thing is like, no matter how much information we have about food, we can always return to our bodies. So that that is a process of, getting out of our minds and into our bodies and this is very much a somatic practice and process that I guide my clients through because so many of us are living neck up when we need to be spending so much more time neck down okay and so I just want to want to remind you that When we are living neck up, yeah, like you are living in your head and if you have tons of information about food and nutrition in your mind that's all living there and collected there and stored there, it is going to be extremely overwhelming, but there's this beautiful process of coming back into your body and I call it a process because it is a process. It's not just... A very quick shift that you know after listening to this podcast episode you'll just be able to do but um, there is this process of being in your body and living in this space in your body that is neck down so you're not living in your mind and in this place we're not going to feel that overwhelm from all of the food and nutrition information that we have stored in our minds and from this place we can actually start to listen to our bodies and we can get to know our bodies and with that we can get to know what feels best for our bodies and I just want to remind you of that and that's possible and that's truth for all of us that our bodies know exactly what they need and if as i'm talking about this if it brings up things for you like oh gosh meg i could never listen to my body right if there's some feelings of hesitation or fear or maybe a feeling that you're like you know if you were to do that that's just like jumping off into the unknown and there's No possible way that that could be the truth for you. If any of that is coming up, I would say that there's some issues with self trust likely present that, you know, maybe we could work through or maybe you could kind of get curious about and explore a little bit more. I know for me, self trust and relearning how to trust myself and repairing the part of me that felt that she couldn't trust herself so I went on a whole long healing journey um, that involved self-trust and lack of self-trust and that was a huge part of healing my relationship with food was that self-trust piece so I just want to remind you that as I'm talking about, you know the the real true fact that your body knows exactly what it needs. If that is bringing up those feelings of hesitation or like that is so far out of reach, um, there's likely some some things to get curious about regarding self trust. So I do want to name a few more truths. And these truths are more specific to, you know, food and kind of anchoring you down into like, if you want to leave this podcast episode being like, okay, but Meg, like, how do I eat? Like, you know, (laughs) I, I kind of did just want to go back to this gal's question like how did you decide what was good for you and I think these few truths that I'm going to throw out here now are going to be really helpful because they were part of my healing journey okay so I have three um, truths for you here about food so number one is like any way of eating that is asking you to cut out complete macronutrient groups isn't going to be like sustainable for you and it's also not like natural okay so um there's never been like a a whole population in our history of life that has ever completely excluded an entire macronutrient group. And I truly believe that like in order for us to experience like balanced health, right? So in balance, I do believe like comes from like imbalanced, you know, part of experiencing imbalances comes from having like imbalanced nutrition. And so I really do believe that like when there is this balance present with nutrition, meaning, you know, when we're getting all three macronutrients, we are able to also experience a balance. In our health as well. And so just, you know, keeping in mind, if you are consuming nutrition content, um, kind of run for the hills. If anyone is trying to convince you that it's okay to completely cut out entire macronutrient groups or entire food groups, okay? And then the second truth is any way of eating that is causing you to fear certain foods isn't supportive now, clearly, because, you know, if you're currently following a way of eating that is causing you to fear certain foods, like that's not supportive now. But I also wrote that it's so it's not supportive now but it's also not going to be supportive in the long term so if there is a way of eating that you feel that you should be eating for whatever reason it is and that is causing fears around food like that's a really really great sign that that is not a good way for you to be eating, to go back to like the wording of this gal's um, Instagram message to me, right? So her question was, how did you decide what was good food for you? And, you know, part of that answer is (laughs) eating in a way that allows me to experience food without any fears around food right so it's a really good sign that if you do have food fears around food that would, however you're eating that is causing these fears around food that that is not a supportive way for you to be eating And then the third truth that I have is that the, and this is a big one. It's very important, (laughs) very important. So the way you eat should take into account the health of your body. In other words, so eating quote unquote healthy. Okay. So we're putting that in air quotes. So eating healthy is and should include producing health in your body. So producing these healthy biofeedback responses from your body. And if the way you eat does not produce health, it is not healthy. Okay, and let me explain this. So for so many years of my life... I thought I was eating healthy, right? I was eating all the veg. I was avoiding all the sugar. I was doing all the things that, you know, diet culture or just kind of, yeah, diet culture, mainstream health advice tells us to do, right? Eating loads of Brussels sprouts and a tiny little piece of sweet potato and then, you know, a piece of salmon for an example. So um, that's just one example of how my meals used to look like. I look at some pictures of my past meals and the only reason I see these past pictures of my meals is because of Facebook memories. And, you know, I look at these pictures and I'm like, no wonder I didn't have a period. So that's kind of getting back to what I want to say about this third truth is the way you eat and the way that you should be defining like how you eat is good for you or not or works for you or not is how your body responds to that. So rather than thinking that X is healthy eating, we define healthy eating it is the way that you eat that produces that those health responses from your body. So, in other words, like if you are eating in a way and you're not sleeping through the night, and you're constipated, and you're tired and you're experiencing anxiety or mood swings or whatever it is or you're not getting a period or your periods are irregular or you're not ovulating right there's all of these biomarkers and those are some of the big ones and another couple are you know, your basal body temperature. So if you're running cold all the time, if your feet, your hands, your body, like if you feel like you always need to be bundled up in a sweater, that is not health. Um, If your pulse is super low, if you are working out but you feel like shit after all of your workouts, okay, so maybe next week I can just do an entire podcast episode all about these health markers that we actually need to look at in order to indicate health but um basically what I want to say is like if you are eating in a way that is producing all of these responses that your body is like crying out at you that like it's screaming at you that hey I am not healthy The way that you're eating is not healthy, even if you are following what like diet culture is telling you to eat, right? So the way that you know that you're healthy is when all of your biomarkers are producing these responses that yes, they tell you like, yes, indeed, we are healthy and that my friends, is what should define, like, what is good for you versus what isn't working for you. And that's, you know, kind of goes back to her question is, how did you decide what was good for you in regards to, like, how I ate? And it goes back to these three truths. So, okay, like, I know that... Any way of eating that is cutting out complete food groups or complete macronutrients, like this is not sustainable for the long term, all right? Second is any way that I'm eating or if I'm eating in a way that's causing fear or stress around foods, like that is also not good for me. And then third and kind of most importantly, even though the other two are very important, but... Like three is something that so many of us forget about is like, you know, if you're eating in a way and it's not actually supporting the health of your body, then it's not eating healthy. You know, I think so many women are so wrapped up in eating quote unquote healthy, but like it's not healthy if your body's actually not healthy, you know? And so once I started to eat in a way that actually Supported my body in like checking off all of those health markers and, you know, showing me physically that, like, oh, wow, yeah, my body is actually healthy now. That is when I was able to be like, okay, this is good for me. Like, the way that I'm eating now is the way that my body is wanting me to eat. So those are some truths. And then I just want to fall into some like kind of takeaways. Just if you're like, okay, great info, but like, what do I do? What do I walk away with this podcast with um, is, okay, let's go back to cutting out the sources of conflict, like I said. So if it's social media creating a lot of confusion around food for you or if it's podcasts or books or maybe even like the people you're hanging out with, right? If whatever the source of conflict is, I would love for you to do kind of like an assessment of that. And if it is social media or podcasts or books, like those are kind of easy things to stop doing like stop listening to the podcast that makes you confused every single week or stop reading all of the nutrition and diet books if that's causing more confusion for you so that is absolutely a place to start and then I would say to like start experimenting like I said before your body knows exactly what it needs in order to feel its best so what if You started experimenting and started listening to your body and seeing, okay, what actually makes my body feel its best and what allows my body to respond in a way and tell me that, like, hey, I actually am, like, in this healthy place right now. And then finally, like, I do just want to acknowledge that, you know, some of these things are really difficult when you've been struggling with your relationship with food or even if you have a unhealthy relationship with your body, right? Like those things go hand in hand. But anyways, I, there's a lot of factors that can make what I shared with you today feel hard to do on your own. And I want to acknowledge that because... You don't need to be doing all of this on your own, okay? Like, please know that you do not have to be on this journey alone. I know a lot of the women that I work with on a daily basis once felt as though that they needed to do this on their own. And I just want to remind you that there are people like myself out there that you know, like I truly believe that this is what I was put on earth to do. I believe that I went through my own personal struggles to support you through your struggles. So if this is something that you feel you need know personalized support with and just to be held in a really safe space and get some guidance with just know that I am here for you and it is the new year and I do have like one to two spots still open for private coaching clients so if there's some this is something that you are interested in you can tell I'm (laughs) getting tired this evening now so if this is something that you are interested in, just please shoot me an email. I dropped the link in the show notes about more information about what it looks like to work with me and I would be happy to schedule a discovery call with you and chat more about where you're at in your journey and I just love setting up discovery calls because it gets gives us a chance to just get to know each other before we start a journey together. And it's nice to just make sure that our energy meshes well together and I'm able to support you in the way that you need to feel supported. So if that feels like something you need in your life this year, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you and Thank you again for tuning in this week and I'll be back next week with another solo episode.